I did. I, it happened once, and it never happened again. Because I was like, I don't trust you anymore. <laughs> you had you had your chance. Yeah, and and then you ruined it. Welcome back to the Greats Mates podcast. Yeah, I flubbed that. I'm gonna fucking go again. I'm keeping this in. I'm keeping this in. <laughs> okay, we keep this in. Well, welcome back to the Great Mates podcast for another week. And it turns out I can't fucking talk, but that's not new because I always can never talk. <laughs> this is going to be a rambly podcast, most probably. Hopefully, not as rambly as last week. Yeah, no, uh, uh, that yeah. was a behind-the-scenes disaster, but. <laughs> It's just me and the daddy of the podcast, Josh, tonight. Hello. Hello, Nick. Hello. Uh, last week was... Um, an adventure? I... Yes, an adventure that also required a lot of um, editing. So Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, um, we had audio tracks stretch past the two-hour mark, so... If you look at the actual runtime for last week's episode, which was about I mean, an hour thirty-five, yeah, but also that was like it was twenty-five yours pre-roll. and my. Yes. It was our track was that our, went over two hours. Yes. Benayers went for like an hour 140. something. Yeah, kind because of. Because yeah. he forgot to hit record. <sighs> oh, Benayer. <laughs> oh, lordy. I hope you had fun at working VidCon. Oh yeah, so I so I heard. Apparently, he bumped into famous people, quite a few yeah. famous people. It, it fucked up a couple times. <laughs> oh poor boy! <laughs> but he's not here. He, he can he's he not can here. tell those stories when he is here. And hopefully, if he remembers, we'll we'll dock his memory. It's fine. I mean, we're still waiting on stories from Anastasia. Whenever we're going to hear those. Good lord. We have a backlog when Anastasia comes back. But, you know, um, also stories from Jamo because Boy hasn't been on in ages as well. Um, And then. He seems busy. He's busy. So, you know, we'll see what happens. I mean, we've also got stories from Olivia and. There's a backlog from Brandon as well. (laughs) How? Uh, I mean, he hasn't been on for, like, three weeks, so that's uh, understandable. mm, Only, yeah, two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. He was on the previous, not last week's episode, fortnight before. Um, Yes. But apparently something happened um, this past week, so we'll Ah, get a backlog from that. So, hmm, interesting things, apparently. Uh, But yes. (sighs) Turns out this podcast is just foreshadowing for future podcasts. (laughs) Uh, oh, we 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 like to we like to build hype, but also acknowledge that um, there's a definite like end to some things. So I, I'm sure people would have already noticed. I'm I'm forewarning the end of this season already, um, and also foreshadowing um, Halloween's spooky special once again. So you know. If there's something, if there's something to look forward to, we will let you know about it. So, yeah. Ah, oh, dear. Anyway, what's been going on this week, Nick? Um, this week I found out my stepbrother is coming tomorrow for like two, three weeks. Oh, and that, that involves like flying from New Zealand, and I was like, mm. oh, I didn't even know. And okay. his like bedroom that we've been slowly building isn't finished yet. Mm-mm. So, I mean, like, there's a bed in it, but there's no power in it, and, I mean, it, it'll it be done. He comes on Tuesday, and it should be done on Wednesday. Fingers so crossed. terrible. No. Yeah. Yeah, that should be fine. I mean, like, the rest of the house has power. Oh. Actually, it, it does have power now. We got the power back Friday after oh, my stepdad God. was like, let's, let's, uh, water blast the roof. Oh, oh wait, boy. I think the roof will leak. Oh, the roof leaked. <laughs> Oops. Oh, look, our entire garage is destroyed. Oh, God. Like, are we... So, yeah, that was Friday. Saturday, we spent mostly sa- saving and cleaning mm-hmm. stuff. And then by yesterday, Sunday, 
all the power was restored in the house. We yeah. restored most of it Friday, mm-hmm. but uh, one of the circuits we think was like waterlogged, so we had to leave it to dry out. Oh lordy! And yeah, he's not allowed to order any more tradies now. <laughs> I mean, because... that's what happens. I mean, that's what happens when you don't check the condition of the roof before you put people up there to clean it. Or <sighs> a- apparently, the water blaster guy was supposed to come next Friday, not last Friday. Oh, and so and... that's also an issue. Oh boy! Or else, like we, my stepdad was like, "Oh, we'll put tarps on the roof," and but I mean, we still wouldn't have been able to do that to the garage and mm-hmm. all the sto- all the stuff that was in storage in the garage would would have still got fucked. Yeah. But not nothing really got destroyed destroyed only like boxes and bags and containers and such. Okay. But all the motorbikes are fine. My brand new bookcase is like a little bit stained, but it needs to get like the properly painted. It's only mm-hmm. got like an undercoat on it. So, hopefully, I can just paint over the stains. Fingers crossed. There. Then they will be magically gone. I mean, it's <laughs> like a it's like a grey paint. So hopefully, that'll just oh. disappear everything. Yeah, yeah, that should be that should work. Yeah, that should work. Yeah, out of sight, out of mind. <laughs> yeah, and then I can get rid of these. Destroyed bookcase and get in a nice <laughs> new bookcase. Then I, I was all uh, I was already saying to mum yesterday. I was like, "Oh, there's like a bookcase up for sale for like twenty dollars." She's like, "No more bookcases until you finish this bookcase." <laughs> also, I don't know where you're going to put this third bookcase. God, put it outside. <laughs> no, because then it'll get ruined. Yes, that's that's the uh, yeah, yep, yep. Oh. Yeah. I like bookcases because they mm. hold books and you can decorate <laughs> them. Oh, I love bookcases. I mean, yeah, they they help you build impressive collections. Um, from my own experience, with... but uh, but then you can get a uh, what what was what was the term? Professional book collector or whatever the fuck that bullshit. Gwyneth Paltrow had. Oh, the the professional like book or book organizer. Yeah, that selected books to keep on your shelves. Oh, that's horseshit, though. <laughs> yeah. So it makes you seem like you're educated. Yeah, yeah. They just pick the books that will make you look smartest. This also comes from the woman that drinks alkaline water with a spritz of lemon. No, and is also the same woman who has a company that makes jade eggs that go up people's vaginas. Um, you know. Also sold sunscreen that didn't work. Yes. Apparently. And forgot she was in Spider-Man. I mean, th- that one, <laughs> that one's understandable because apparently they're just like, apparently because their contracts are just like, when, when you, we want you to show up, you have uh-huh. to show up unless you actually have a reason to not show up. Okay. So, they, so a publicist or like agent or whatever would have just been like, Marvel want you come to uh, Atlanta on this date. She's like, okay, and didn't even know what the fuck she was filming. Mm-hmm. Plus, like, Infinity War and Endgame were filmed back to back. So, I understand not knowing what films you're actually in or not. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, I feel like I feel like I should get this off my chest before I move on to more positive things. Um, so for for listeners of the podcast who would have heard a few weeks ago um, that something happened um, in, in, in my sort of like friendship circles that, yeah, shit hit the fan. Um, so what's happened is apparently... This has been resurrected once again, um, very recently. So one can imagine my frustration and I guess disappointment that it's had to, had to be resurrected. Um, yeah, it, it's frustrating that you, you have, you hold hope that people will 
change their behavior um but then they then they don't and then they just double down on um on more unsavory language um directed to other people uh so yeah that that happened recently and oh god and i'm just really trying not to i guess i don't know giving up seems like a very strong term to apply to this person but i feel like having held out hope for the best part of 2 months to see this person change their view on the situation that i described a few episodes ago um and it not really happening and instead it's been fueling um toxic behavior just yeah maybe maybe give giving up on on this friendship with this person is probably the most appropriate way to describe what i'm feeling right now um so yeah that happened and mm, i i would hate to i would hate to be the person that brings this down this is why i'm telling this now before i get into the very nice positive stuff but it's it just sucks balls right that that it has to happen but it's an inevitable it it's one of those like unnecessary evils that people have to just you know friendship friendships have a natural end i understand that but i guess this context is a little bit harder to sort of yeah yeah that that's a this is this is a situation that i didn't want to have to be in but i think i have no real choice anymore <laughs> um so yeah i don't know yeah it, like it sucks when you know enough is enough mm. and also just having to deal with other people's bullshit yes cuz like this is bullshit that shouldn't involve you no it it really shouldn't um this this petty bullshit should have been done and dusted like at at the time well, when I it mean, happened you you would think yeah it yes. wouldn't be a thing that needed to be resolved yeah and like we talked about this when we first talked about it but yeah and it's <sighs> yes i understand people can be i guess shocked at at some yeah. some revelations but you know to to sleep on to sleep on something for 2 weeks then sideswipe friends of yours within the same friendship circle with with news and then you know um and then simmering on that for another what 6 weeks and then it pops up again um and then you go on a massive basically hate rant um against this yeah, person from, from like, what it sounded it was almost verging on homophobia I would, I would class it as homophobia. Um, yeah. That, this is the point where we're at, ladies and gentlemen, with this particular scenario. It's just like, mm. and I guess the biggest thing that I have to sort of be aware is like, um, and I've already told some friends of mine about this is like, you have my blessing to, to throw shit if you need to because <laughs> i'm not like uh, i i've it's really like been sort of like i'm i'm trying to pick my own battles and at this point in time right now i i would rather not have to deal with this mm. just cuz it it just like implicates so many people now and it's impl now there are even more people being dragged into this situation. So I've I've told like I've told my friends it's like you have my blessing to to burn the bridges if you if we need to. But Which I would, also never feels good. It never feels good, and I've done it before, and it never feels great. Yeah. But if it's something that needs to be done, we need to do it. There is a reason why, and and cunty behavior is something that absolutely deserves to be you know have a bridge burnt um 
but because of the whole thing is like now it's involving even more people and more people know about um the one side of this story right and it's a hideously colored story as well um it's like now we have to formulate some sort of group response as well mm. just just trying to make sure that people don't add oil to the fire because <laughs> the fire has already been burning for a while and we tried to contain it and it's not working obviously we're just trying to minimize as much further like people being dragged into it i guess so yeah (sighs) perils of being like the third party in 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 a shitstorm that just doesn't seem to end Uh, um but yeah i have i have decided to sort of like focus my energy and more positive stuff and and um focus on that instead of trying to you know um try to put out whatever is going on over here just because it's not going to help me either and knowing how how much the the previous situation affected me um, and what i had to do to try not um go down that road um yeah it, it this is sort of like the point where it's like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to deal with this. I'm going to let my, <laughs> I'm going to, I'm going to rely on my other friends to sort of help, like carry this as well and to help manage what is, what is bound to be something that is going to get a lot worse, I think, over time. So we'll see what happens. Anyway, enough negativity. Um, I went over the weekend, uh, went and attended my very first pride march at brisbane pride that happened um at the time of when this episode is going to be dropping it would have been last weekend um i marched under a whole bunch of different like the combined lgbtqia plus um community members from different brisbane universities um yeah that was an experience um and i guess keeping in mind that this is the like actual like first pride that i've ever attended so yeah lots of things happened and um i guess hmm, i'm i'm quite glad that it like my experience of pride wasn't spoiled by hecklers on the parade route which you know but also i guess because i also attended the pride fair that happened um some of the you know potential negativity that might happen at pride as well but on yeah so yeah. on the whole yeah um hmm who but yeah i mean you, you've you've got one on me <laughs> uh, i mean it depends on what you define mm-hmm. i i've never done like march stuff or anything but i've been to like a fair few like fair days mm-hmm. and the like but mm-hmm. I mean, okay, uh, in fairness, Brandon has the one-up on all of us, I think. Well, yeah, I, I feel like <laughs> that that boy almost leaves at Pride. Uh, uh, I mean, maybe more he could if he wanted to. I think I think that's the more appropriate thing. Yeah. And, and as we've said I th- many a time, Brandon and I are basically the same person, just slightly mirrored in some aspects. Um especially when it comes to, like, Pride, he will go all out. Um, we've seen evidence of him going all out at Pride. Um, yeah. I guess, um, yeah, how do I, how do I describe it? Um, marching in the parade was, was an experience. Um, given, okay, and, and given, like, it wasn't that long of a walk, I want to, I want to put, maybe it's, like, three and a half 4k again this is like in the part of brisbane which is quite hilly so um (laughs) prop and i will say even though my feet like basically gave up at the end of the day um i have to i have to shout out like any anyone who was walking on the asphalt in heels or in drag in the heat as well yeah Um, there was the impressive ones yes y'all y'all have um a lot of energy that I don't, and I just have to bow down to you that, that, yeah, all the people that do that, which is, you know, 
it's it's amazing. It's like I mean, I, I give props to anyone wearing heels the best of times. <laughs> fair enough, though. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, it was part parts of it were surreal. I guess I never really ex and I never really put that expectation on myself to like attend Pride. That wasn't something that I was actively like considering. I guess before I publicly like came out and stuff like that. But um, yeah, I did. I did it with with the university mainly because it was, I guess, uh, at least my gateway into exploring what pride is. And it was, and I'm, you know, I saw a few um, other um, friends that I saw during the parade as well. So that was kind of like a safety sort of social support thing as well. So. Um, for most of us, it was our first Pride March, so it was pretty cool. Um, and got to catch up with a lot of other, um, people as well in the fair. So that was amazing. Um, um, hmm. Best part about Pride Fair was probably, um, getting the Rainbow IKEA bag. And I know a lot of people are jealous that, um, about the Rainbow IKEA bag. So, yes, I, I think that that's the best thing about having gone into the fair day. Apart from, obviously, going around and seeing what else is, like, what particular services um, are available here in, in Brisbane. Um, I was chatting to a few friends and a few staff members today, actually, um, just talking about, like, what's available here in Southeast Queensland. And, yeah, there really isn't a lot in terms of LGBTQIA plus support services um, throughout the state in general. I mean, we do have, like, um, Open Doors Youth Service and Brisbane Youth Service. And, like, there's lots for um, queer youth. And then there's a queer elders program as well that's run by Queensland AIDS Council. Um, but there's not much, I guess, in between or for student, like, specific sort of stuff. Tertiary student support stuff as well, so. <sighs> more to do. More to do in the future. So, but yeah. Uh, would you ever attend a Pride parade, Nick? Uh, yeah, I don't know, to be honest. It, like, it's not, it's... It's something that I don't know how I would cope. Okay. From a like a mental health aspect. Mm. And like, fair enough, got, I guess. It's got yeah. nothing to do with the queerness or whatever. It's just yeah, I just don't know if I would be able to cope with it. So. Mm. And I can I can understand that because like the whole vibe itself can be pretty overwhelming. Um. Just sheer volume of people, I guess, as well. And, yeah. I, I could definitely, like, sort of sense part of me just being a bit overwhelmed. So, um, and I guess that's the reason I sort of tapped out pretty early. Is like, combination of um, a Brisbane spring that is, like, ridiculously hot. Um, and the sheer volume of people sort of like, yeah, I'm, I might need to tap out at some point. So, yeah. Maybe if we... Uh, if we I also, all, yeah, I also don't like how political it can be at times. Mm-hmm. Where, like, I understand why it is. Yes, but sometimes I'm, I'm like, people are making too much out of stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I can also see that. Um, I, I guess it's yeah, it's tricky when you're trying to find the balance between um obviously acknowledging the the very political nature i guess of um pride and its history and who's supporting it and yeah whatnot. yeah and then that's why i understand mm. why but, but yeah like it, it's like the the people who were campaigning for whatever the day after the marriage equality or like the hours minutes after the marriage equality bill got passed in Australia. Mm -hmm. I'm like, why don't you celebrate this victory and then we can move on? Mm -hmm. 
And sometimes I just feel like that a lot with the queer community. Yeah. Where I'm like, like sometimes you, you're not acknowledging the progress or the, um, or, or you're not celebrating. You're just trying to find your next struggle. Mm-hmm. And that's almost just sad. And I don't want to be involved in that. Yeah. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah, I I I can see that as well. It's like, for and and for some people, like, for them, like once once the vic like one, sort of, battle is done, it immediately move on to the next one. Yeah, and I I can understand like, part of the motivation of um, doing that, but also. Like from a from from a more, um, sort of overall sense, it's like making sure that um, you know you you are celebrating the victories that that you fought for. So, yeah, hmm, yeah, yeah. Maybe one day, if we all happen to meet up, we should all go to a pride parade and just watch it. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe if if we all like knock on knock on wood, we're like, in the right us, place at the right at the right time. time and... Yes, and and we have yeah. the the money to do this. Um, yeah, we might you know we might all come together and celebrate Mardi Gras or whatnot. Yeah. Speaking of queer stuff, I hear you have, I hear you've been watching, um, watching something. Watching something that is hella queer. Now, I don't believe I talked about it last week. I believe I was talking about it off air. So, mm. I'm pretty sure it was off air. But if if not, and I'm going to try to not get too overwhelmed by it because fuck, it was good. (laughs) But, so... The, okay, to to clarify, this is Nick's terrace house. <laughs> yeah, this this did become or or my master chef or bake off or you know, we we found Nick's brand. Oh, it, it's such a weird <laughs> brand because it's not a brand I would have thought I would have. Mm-hmm. Like like I always advertise my Twitter. Uh, my Twitter is wrestling. My yes. Instagram is like cats. Uh-huh. I don't I don't get into gay Twitter. I don't watch dating shows. And yet, <laughs> yet I've found a 12 episode plus extra content. Queer, well, it's not a queer dating show. It's a dating show that had a queer season. Yep. So I, so it is called, Are You The One? I, I found out about it via one Grace Helbig, who talked about it on a weird uh, reality show roundup she did as like a vlog thing and basically it is this show where you take x amount of in the original seasons x amount of men x amount of women and they have to figure out who their chosen match is as decided by experts so they have 10 weeks to figure out to pair up via various yes or no challenges and statistics and various other means of figuring out who their chosen perfect match is. However, this season, season eight, all the con- all the contestants and cast members are queer, sexually fluid, bi, pan, whatever. Mm. And anyone can be anyone's perfect match. Oh my god. <laughs> so, usually it's like 10, 11 men and women. Mm-hmm. This they made a little bit easier. There are only 18 contestants, but that does mean there were 17 there are... people you could match with. So, so the possibilities are, let me, let me try and do some quick math about that. So the number of combinations are at least, at least, hang on. I mean, it's, it's 17 Four, factorial. Five, yeah, 17 factorial, um, which would make it like, what? And one of, one 84 of the... million? <laughs> Yeah, one of the cast members is a stats nerd and, and kept on the entire oh show being like, we need to do the statistics to figure oh. this out. This is hard. We can't have the gay season lose. <laughs> like, we have to prove because if they could get... You have to prove the gays get, are worth it. If in 10 weeks they could get nine, is mm-hmm. it? 
nine perfect matches or whatever. So is it more than fifty percent? Matches uh, eight. So, if, so it's okay. eight perfect matches. So sixteen cast members. So they could oh, get okay. eight perfect matches in ten weeks. <laughs> they won a share of a million dollars. So that's the so you're so you're going for love, and I think it ended up being like sixty four thousand dollars each or something. Oh, not so bad. like it's not a lot of prize money. No, but still, it's still but prize still, money. Like, it's a show and it's somewhat fun. Yeah. So I was like, this sounds interesting. I'll give it a watch. Mm-hmm. And then like one episode became two episodes, became three, became 12 became and three days. Became the entire thing. God. Yeah. And then I was raving about it in group chat and you were like, shut mm-hmm. the fuck up, use Twitter. <laughs> so every episode I live tweeted in three days. So it took over, it's probably like... 200, 300 tweets, probably? Sounds about right. Yeah. Of me just being like, fuck Danny is cute, or fuck Kai <laughs> needs to shut the fuck up, and just other stuff, and, oh, it's even just like the cast, mm-hmm. because the cast, there were non-binary castmates, there, were, there was a trans castmate, there was... One, a, an NB castmate who had a very strong drag persona. There was a castmate that had never dealt with gender non-binary people before. Ooh. There was a castmate who had never had a same-sex relationship before, which was weird. If they knew they were... Yeah, like, he knew he liked... Het. He okay. knew he liked men... Mm-hmm. But had never had, but had a, never okay, okay. had a ma- or maybe maybe had a sexual relationship with men, but had never had a romantic relationship with men. Ah, and it just oh, he became he he becomes a bane of the show's existence for a couple mm. episodes. <sighs> but everyone becomes. It, it's also interesting because, like, watching so many episodes in so so few time, you can see there's a lot of people that didn't get spotlight. Mm-hmm. And that was disappointing because I'm like, this person seems really interesting. Yeah. And since like stalking them on Twitter and Instagram, <laughs> they yeah they're a really interesting person. It's just mm-hmm. they didn't get the edit like, is the edit wasn't kind to them. Well, the edit wasn't kind to anyone, to be honest. Oh, okay. Because so they're I'll, I'll, around the multiple ways to figure out who your perfect one is. There's something called the truth booth where you vote in. So you have a challenge and then you go on a group and then you go on a date, very similar to any other dating show. And then the people who don't go on the date pick between those that have gone on the date who they want to put into the truth booth. And in the truth booth, you find out whether that the two people you've sent in there are a perfect match or not. And if they are a perfect match, they go to the honeymoon suite and are out of the show but still count as a match to the beam ceremony, which is the rose ceremony of this show. Mm-hmm. And if you don't get any beams at a beam ceremony, you lose $250,000. You Ooh. lose a quarter of your money if you do not get any perfect matches. Which, I mean, with the chances, first episode, yep. there's a lot of money that you could be losing. Oh, So, and then the other way is statistics. So during beam ceremonies... You you can figure out, well, I sat next to this person and we got no beams, so they're not my perfect match. Or mm-hmm. I've sat next to this person three beam ceremonies in a row and we've got two beams at each of those ceremonies. So chances are the person I'm sitting next to could be my perfect match. So halfway through the, through the show, like you might know who your perfect match is. Mm-hmm. So you don't need as much screen time. Yeah. So that happens a lot with the edit where you see people think that they have their match or people are just coupling up. And even if that's not their perfect match, mm-hmm. that's not interesting to the show. There's no conflict. There's no flirtation between other people. Like reading about the show and watching the show, there are contestants who were trying to initiate threesomes, five ways. Ooh. Like it's steamy and... 
Another thing they have in the house is what they call the Boom Boom Room. I hated that name, just referred to it as the Blue Room because it sounded close enough and the room had a blue tint. And that is where everyone goes to fuck. And my first thing was, who washes those sheets? Because those sheets are going to be hella dirty. Some some poor intern. Yeah, probably some. Some poor production intern. Yeah. (laughs) But it's just an interesting show. So it's okay. So it's a mix of like Bachelor meets Married at First Sight. Yeah, so it's very Married at First Sight, but without. Oh, it still has the conflict, but because you're not locked mm. with this person for so many weeks. Yep, yep. Like there, there was one couple that started very, very early in the show, and they blew up just as early, and that becomes a running conflict of them being like, "You are poisonous for me. Leave me alone." Mm. Mm-hmm. But also them then getting like a couple drinks into them and being like, I have so much passion for you. Let's go have sex. <laughs> My God. So, uh, I mean, I, I was thinking like, let's just throw like one or two ace people in there and just see what happens. Ooh. Or, or like poly people. Yeah, that because doesn't quite work with the I know uh, it doesn't one. quite work. I know it doesn't quite work. But if you, th- but if you, or maybe throw, throw like some in. arrow ace people in there, that'll make it even fun. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> my oh my! But yeah, but, mm. but yeah, so, it's so, like it's an mm. interesting premise, and I don't even know if I can go watch the straight one to be honest, because I just don't <laughs> think it's you going started, to be as interesting. You started, yeah, I started off the strong. best. That's the same. Like I've in one tweet, I added like MTV, who are the channel that hosts this, and the shows insta being a uh, show's twitter account being like make more gay seasons and if it's in australia i will think about not apply <laughs> and then be disappointed i did not apply for that show oh my god because i just I, I think that's the thing if this show has found viewership with this and gets mm-hmm. a large enough thing keep it as this anything can happen even just do a gay season where it's all guys or all girls Ooh. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, that's... And I know there have been gay dating shows before. Uh-huh. I mean, I. there are straight... There's, like, um, first dates and... What's the fucking one? The Proposal that have had, like, queer relationships, quotation marks, on yeah. them. Mm-hmm. So, it's not like it doesn't exist, but, yeah, I was like, oh, it's so good. And then... Like, one of the couples that have come out of the show have been on Twitter, and the one of them's been like, buy my boyfriend's nudes. And I'm like, this is weird. <laughs> and she's like, uh, she's like, if you inbox me, I'll give you a discount on my boyfriend's nudes. Oh, my God. And, like, he, he's the one that's selling the nudes, so it's fine. Okay, sure. And I'm just like, this is a They're- weird relationship dynamic. <laughs> Well, obviously, they... Hmm. Okay. I mean, they're okay with it. So, I mean, if, if it works, okay with I ain't going to knock it. But Of course. Like, but this is it, just... It's, a, it's an interesting relationship. Dynamic. Yeah. Yes. But it's a, it's also good to see that the cast <clears throat> have remained friends. Mm. Mostly. Mostly. Okay. And uh, they also seem to be split a lot like... Half of them are in in LA, half of them are in New York, New Jersey. Okay. So you do see them socializing a lot with each other, which is cool as well. Mm hmm. And they're doing, like, one of my favorite contestants that came out of it, Danny, he's done, like, trans fundraisers recently because the show only ended, like, two, three weeks ago. So I came onto it, like, pretty hot. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of the fallout, like, I was checking, uh, Danny's YouTube before and it's like his videos from like a month ago have got like 24 views and then his newer videos have got like 200 views so he's not like hot hot but he's gaining traction quite fast oh yeah which is good and Hmm. I don't know I just these are people that I that I've actually like grown to like, which is weird out of a reality show. I mean, not not for you because, as as you self admit, like you inbox with people from MasterChef and that. 
Yes. So <laughs> if yeah. only if if only I can get to that level. You okay. Like I guess how do I say this? It it just really depends on on like how friendly the um person is. Cause yeah, the 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 way that I've sort of managed to like get. I mean, to Master Chef is of... also not a thirst magnet. I mean, like you can thirst after the contestants, but that's not what the show is about. Yes, that's not the primary focus of the show. So, like, I can imagine, and I've seen it on Twitter. A lot of people just mm. being like, "You're hot, wanna fuck?" Y- and I'm yeah. like, I don't think you quite grasp that these people <laughs> are still people, and while they yep. may have been fucking a lot in the house, yes. That's not and necessarily we'll, what they're really yeah, like. Yeah, and while at the reunion the special, someone did say, I will unicorn for you. And I'm like, Oh my God. Oh, let's not use the word unicorn. <laughs> but. <laughs> so, like, yes, these are people that are sexually open, and that was kind of the gist of the show. Mm hmm. But they're still people. Yes. And they they're are. still. Like. Now on, because Danny is a huge, massive nerd, huge, Mm -hmm. massive nerd, both in height and in his level of nerdiness. True long boy. Oh, he's, he's like (laughs) over six foot. He's a, he's fucking massive. And a lot of the stuff, like, I will say this show's been both good and bad for me because some of the stuff that the non-binary and trans people have said have kind of been... Welcoming for me, I suppose, is the term. Mm-hmm. Just kind of, like, opening up my eyes to stuff, which is good. Oh, yeah. But also I've been like, fuck, this is a hot cast. <laughs> I remember seeing that. I'm like, oh, my God, the thirst has happened. We have found we have found Nick's weakness. <laughs> I mean, my weakness has always been there. I like people who are nerdy. Yes. But not, like way too gone. Yeah. Like Source Fed was kind of like that. Not not to the same extent, but I was mm-hmm. like these are these are cool people. I like mm-hmm. these people. Yeah. But I guess in in this I guess in terms of like a reality TV context, it's a little bit different. Yeah, yeah, it, it's different. And like I said, this is a dating show. Source Fed was not a dating show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. So you do see, and like you see a lot of flirtation, and hmm, yeah. I mean, there there was a lot of like, not like this isn't. I'm I'm trying to like word this in a way that doesn't make me look bad in in all oh honesty. But there was like like there was a mermaid party with a lot of people in low amounts of dress, ah, uh-huh. and a lot of like grinding, and it's like you see also like. The, the show just pretended like everyone had a mermaid outfit. And I'm like, nah, bitch. One of them did. What? Maybe, maybe two. But not the entire cast. <laughs> oh my god. Also, one of one of the contestants has the worst angry voice ever. Oh boy. Like she is a really. Usually, well, she, she, at first I thought she was pretty sweet. She turned out to be not so sweet, but still fine, still fine. Okay. But, but when she gets angry, this, like, demon comes out of her and, like, you, you know that, like, possessed demon voice cliche thing? Mm-hmm. That you see in movies? Yeah. That is her angry voice. Oh, boy. And it is scary as fuck. God. If like if, if I was part of that show and I was there, I was like, I fucking hope she's she's not my match because I do not want to deal with that demon. Oh I'm happy God. to be that demon's friend, but I do not want to be that demon's match. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Fair enough. Because I could only imagine like you don't put the bins out one week, and just the demon comes at you. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. As a side note, though, I would be really interested to see this. Um, I guess make the jump into Terrace House territory in terms of with a commentary team that, that sort of, um, 
looks at the same footage as well and and puts that those observations yeah, I, out. I mean, there was a love expert or like a love psychologist or whatever that uh-huh. came into the house once an episode and kind of like helped them iron things out. But even like Grace mentioned this of like, what the fuck is she doing? She comes in for like 10 minutes and of just mm-hmm. like, oh, cool. So you all have baggage. Well, you know, you need to get over that baggage for relationships. See ya. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? And, yeah. and I, and I bet she sticks around a lot longer than when cameras are off and kind of helps resolve some general issues in the house. Mm-hmm. But just in the edit, it just of looks like it. she's almost teasing them. <laughs> oh boy. But yeah, no, it would be interesting, I guess, from a, yeah, if if this made this sort of idea moved into Terrace House territory. Um, because, like, there was one instance, there was one example of a, um, a bi, um, male housemate in the last series of Terrace House that made it on, like, towards the end of the season, but... It's like to see to see Terrace House sort of explore LGBTQness um, in the show itself, and particularly in Japan, um, when it's not really like sort of talked yeah, about. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I mean, in, in Japan, it would be very different. Oh, but yes. Even even if you took this concept, removed the dating show aspect. Yeah. I think it would still be interesting because you uh, yeah, still yeah, get, yeah. especially because you still who get the same so sort of things, right? Promiscuous. Mm-mm. You'd still like you get still the get same get sort of inter, drama. Yeah, that the intermingle and the flirtation, and you could mm. still have the mermaid parties in that. <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> and I mean, there was other stuff. It's just like because the mermaid party happened over two episodes. Oh, so that because the party just like people were just well and truly gone. Oh, okay. So, like, they also had, like, gay prom, which was great, because a couple... I mean, it it split into, like, two weird groups, because they decided the theme was going to be gender-bending, mm. which became, like, the typical, very mask guys, just, like, wearing skirts. Oh, okay. having, like... Yeah, the mask guys were, like, very stereotypically mask guys, and it was kind of weird. But then the non-binary, uh, yeah, the, the non-binary castmates and those that were happy to do drag, and one of the contestant, oh, one of the castmates who thought his match was the castmate who was very much into drag. Okay. Like in in the reunion, he he talked about it where he was like he didn't want to participate. This isn't something he that he had experienced before. He didn't go to his high school prom. He never, like, he's he's never lived a very gay lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Like, he's, he's bi and whatever, and has had experiences with both both and all gen- or both genders, because he had never experienced non-binary genders. But after he saw how Bassett put on makeup and got into drag, he was like, you know what, I'm just going to observe copy and he ended up having a really good time he came up with a really bad drag persona but for a first time you know what it was good yeah so like yeah you saw all all these small um developments evolutions in the housemates (laughs) which was interesting Hmm. but also some people were just terrible so oh, many oh, terrible, oh. terrible people, like demons screaming at you. <laughs> oh, lordy. Seems interesting. It seems interesting. It is interesting. I, to steal something from the end of the podcast, recommend it to everyone. <laughs> oh, I, it, it wasn't easy to find, but it wasn't hard to find either. So, Well, you know, you did have to fly to the US for this. Yeah. Yeah, I, I flew to Hawaii where they filmed the show. Mm. It's a little bit closer than elsewhere. It is a little bit closer than other destinations that we had to travel to. Yeah, it's not but like yes. Toronto. 
Yeah, that and um and or London. Vancouver. Or Vancouver. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um I guess we can segue to um closing off the show. I'm not sure if we have anything else. I mean, I guess as a side note, um this is going to be the well wait, hang on. When does this episode drop? It's the last day of Pride Month. Well, for Brisbane. Um, so, um, I'm pretty sure, like, I would be all prided out by the end of this week, uh, when we're recording, um, uh, just cause there's a lot of stuff that I'm attending and it's going to be fun. But, uh, yeah, that, that, that was my first, like, sort of true pride experience. Um, now that that's sort of the first bit's been sort of ticked over, it's now just... I guess figuring out what else I can sort of do in this space, but yeah, we'll see. I'm I'm sure next year will be very different um, when it comes to doing this sort of stuff. But anyway, uh, we're going to segue now into our outro, which means we're going to talk about recommendations, where we basically recommend, as Nick's pointed out previously, TV shows or films. Um, Sometimes we do video games, sometimes we talk about books, literature, comic books. Sometimes we recommend um, people to follow just because they're great. Um, Yeah, as part of our outros. So, Nick, what do you recommend this week? Okay, well, apart from... Apart from Are You The One. This is going to be a weird recommendation. Oh, boy. Not as weird as other recommendations, but Uh as... People may or may not know I play Quidditch. Ah, yes. And I enjoy it a lot. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people are confused about what the fuck it is. Well, a prime time has come for you to learn what Quidditch is. The 5th and 6th of October, which I presume is before this, uh, is after this drops. Yes. From, from, yes, you're from right. From the basic maths I did in my head. <laughs> Uh, is the Quidditch Australia State Shield, where the best of Victoria, New South Wales, and Queensland, however, there are two teams from New South Wales and two teams from Victoria. <laughs> it's it's confusingly annoying, but they are all playing each other to determine who is the best state for Quidditch. Hmm. And I have, I have teammates that are playing, mm-hmm. and ex-teammates and friends. Now, this is all going to be live-streamed on Facebook, so that is why I'm Ooh. saying this. If you were interested in watching Quidditch, finding out about Quidditch, this is the perfect time. There's going to be commentary, there's going to be some teaching aspects through it, and that can be found on the Quidditch Australia Facebook page. So if you go to Facebook and search Quidditch Australia, spelt the same way as Quidditch usually is spelt, and the same way Australia is usually spelt, <laughs> you just have to find the State Shield event... Or it'll probably also just be on their Facebook. Look there, watch the live stream, and enjoy the Quidditch. And hopefully, New South Wales wins two in a row. Mm. Last year, New South Wales won, and everyone before that, Victoria has won. Queensland uh-huh. is not so good at Quidditch, just mm-hmm. because they're much smaller. Okay. But New South Wales are sending two strong teams. It's, it's in Melbourne, which is why, Melbourne, uh, why Victoria has two teams, because it's a bit easier uh-huh. for them to... Come, but also transport. News, yeah, mm-hmm. for transport. So the yep. people who are not so good are happy to transport. Yeah. Because yep. the problem, this is, see, now now this is getting in depth. But the problem <laughs> with Quidditch at the moment is Victoria is very stagnated in growth. They have a lot of aging players without getting new players in. So their A-grade players are starting to age and get injured and have children and retire. So they're not so good, but New South Wales is quite good with recruitment at the moment. Also, it's a university thing. Like uh, Victoria doesn't have as many university teams New South Wales does, so you get Mm -hmm. a lot of recruitment out of of universities. Yeah. So that's a good way to stay strong. So, Mm. But uh, Newcastle has a rookie player who's playing for New South Wales, which is surprising. Like this is his first year playing. Mm-hmm. And he's playing for New South Wales B, which huh. is quite impressive. Yeah, for being yeah. like he's never playing the game to being one of the best players in the state. So yes, go watch State Shield Quidditch. I will hopefully be watching it. I mean, I will be watching it, whether I watch it by myself or with the team. 
But that is a story for another podcast. <laughs> for another episode. <laughs> oh, dear. But yes, uh, um, and where can people find you? People can find me at Twitter, which has all my Are You The One thoughts. <laughs> they are all separated by episodes, so... And there are no spoilers in, the in like, the title things. So, uh, there might be for some of the later episodes, but I tried to keep those as spoiler-free as possible. But yes, you can find me on Twitter, at Nick Lankroon. On Instagram, you can also find me, at Nick Lankroon. There, there are cats and colouring in pictures of stuff I make. <laughs> Sweet. I'm Sweet. pretty, yeah, pretty universal, at Nick Lankroon. Mm-hmm. And have fun with my rambles. Oh, uh, I, I have to... So I saw the... The are you the one tweet thread so I'm gonna have to have a look and yeah and and see if it's actually worth investing in from what it, from what you've said it sounds like it's actually pretty good so for, for something that is 12 40 minute episodes like it's not that hard oh, an investment oh yep 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 like it, it's, yeah, it's especially bingeable. when you're looking at like the bachelor where it's like three 90 minute episodes a week mm-hmm. that but yeah the, that was the other thing where it was like because each episode is a week, so a uh, lot is uh-huh. lost to the edit. Yeah, yeah. So it's very much like Terrace House in that aspect. Every episode is is footage from a week, essentially. Anyway, yeah, they they I I shared the photo to the group, and yeah, there's definitely yes. like someone for everyone. <laughs> it's a very diverse cast, and I like we that. we we've seen that, and Brendan and I have pretty predictably yeah, you, arrived you at all the same for the bad, people. Uh, th- this is spoiler, but you both went for, like, the assholes of the cast. Oh, my God. I was like, what? Come on. Go go for the guys who are slightly nice. <laughs> Again, we're, we're basing this purely off our photos. So. Oh, yeah, purely on looks. God. Yes, yes. Yeah. You know, we are, we are superficial as fuck. Um... Anyway, I mean, when all, all you've got is a photo, yes, you said official. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anyway, my recommendations are, yeah, I have multiple this week. Um, how will I present this? Um, the first recommend um, is, is I guess what I'm going to do is I'm going to recommend all the Bake Off seasons that I'm watching and are going to watch in the next few weeks. So, Great British Bake Off Season 10, um, Great Canadian Baking Show Season 3, and then, um, I don't remember is it if it's Great Australian Bake Off Season... No, it is Great Australian Bake Off Season 4, I want to say? Or 5, please don't crucify me. Um, Bake Off is, is great, and people would have heard me rave about this on um, a Let's Get Deeper episode that I did. With um, interfriend, internet friend of mine, Brandon, another Brandon, not 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 great mates, Brandon, another Brandon, who's obsessed with Bake Off as well. Um, yes, so go go watch it if you can find it. If you need to travel, I I I hear, I hear um, that you're gonna have to do a lot of traveling over the next few weeks because Australian is about to premiere. Um, but we've also got the Canadian series and the um, OG series also currently broadcasting in Canada and in the UK respectively and I already have favourites so um, yes I am very much Team Michael Team Henry in Great British um, and Team Chris and Team Colin in uh, the Canadian Bake Off we'll have to see what happens with who I pick as favourites for the Australian Bake Off but yes um, my other recommend um, is going to be a, oh goodness me, I'm going to have to just double check what the name is. Um, it's a YouTube channel that focuses on, uh, highlighting tiny, oh, not, yeah, tiny living spaces. Um, the, the channel itself is called Never Too Small. So it's an Australian run, Australian produced YouTube channel that, um, they're currently like doing series cold never too small so they go around the world looking for tiny ass um spaces and talk about like the design and what they what the architects do to to make things look bigger make things look more cozy and the wacky wacky things that they try to fit into 
apartments that range from like 35 square meters all the way down to 20 square meters um, and anything in between. So that's my other recommendation. Um, and if you want to come find me on Twitter where I'm currently ranting about Terrace House Tokyo or raving about um, all versions of Bake Off and oh, um, probably Good Place as well because Good Place would have started by the time this uh, episode yes. has dropped. Um, I am on, on um, Twitter as Abankanoi and you can also find me on Instagram um, using the same handle. So that's going to be it. Um, if you want to come find the podcast socials, we're on Twitter and Instagram as Great Mates Podcast. Come and interact with us. Leave us your questions. Send us anything. Like slide into our DMs. Um, leave us feedback as well. If you enjoyed this episode or any of the past episodes, feel free to leave us a rating and review wherever you're listening to us. Um, and if you're listening to Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating. Um, yeah, because we never accept anything less than five stars on Apple Podcasts. Um, apart from that as I mentioned earlier in this episode we are going to end season 3 of the Great Mates podcast at the end of November Um, and we also have our special Halloween themed episode coming up in about 4 weeks so there's that feel free to send us your spoopy themed um, questions and maybe recommendations for what kind of fruit we should dip in chili sauce because that will be a running gag again this year and yeah that's going to be it from us this week thank you for so much for listening and we'll see you guys on another episode bye bye